Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Raving Geeks, the official geek culture podcast of CM Life. I am one of your hosts, Steve Tiemann. And I am your other host, Jordan Hermony. Today we're going to be talking about a couple of hits of news with Deadpool 2, um, EA's Battlefront fiasco, and then we're going to pick apart the movie I think, I know we saw, but probably everyone else did, uh, Justice League this weekend, the best of, the worst of, and uh, where we think it's going in the future. We're going to get into it today on today's episode of The Raven Geeks. Um, so to start us off, uh, the Deadpool 2 teaser dropped. Um, I thought it was awesome. I loved it. It was amazing. I thought it was really cool. Um, how it kind of it gave away a little bit of like like new, like we saw a Negasonic Teenage Warhead sporting a new look. Um the the painting at the end with everybody around like the Thanksgiving table. We saw a cable. We saw a couple other reoccurring characters like Weasel. Yep. Um, I really hope that they continue trending towards like this type of uh, uh not teaser but like trailer yeah. type of thing. So for those of you who didn't see it, it was basically uh Ryan Reynolds dressed up as Deadpool, dressed up as Bob Ross the painter. Um, and for those of you who don't know who Bob Ross the painter is, get a life. Get on Netflix. Get on Netflix. Go watch it. Go paint a happy tree. So, um, yeah, no, he's dressed up as Bob Ross, and he's talking about painting all of these, like, these nature landscapes, and it intersperses with uh, these different cuts from Deadpool 2. And you're saying that you think Deadpool 2 is literally just going to be called Untitled Deadpool Sequel. Yeah. Um, in a lot of, like, the Reddit conversations about it, there were links to articles, and they changed the IMDb from Deadpool 2 to Untitled Deadpool Sequel. So if that is the name of this movie, okay, one, that's perfect. And that's two, really playing to their strengths there. It, that really is. It plays to, like, the... It's, it's so meta that it's... Chaos. It's chaos, and it's ridiculous, <laughs> and... The Deadpool ad campaign, we talked about this before, but the first one was they didn't miss a beat the entire time, and I really hope that this continues it because I think Ryan Reynolds is on, like, the advertising team for it, and he's like, okay, we're going to do this and this and this, and it's going to be hilarious. Well, because Ryan Reynolds is, like, really, and he came out with, like, saying this too, he's, like, really, really into Deadpool, oh, isn't yeah. he? He's, like, way he, super in tune with yep. Deadpool. So, like... It's kind of funny to see him wearing so many different hats in regards to this and him being like, we are going to do it right. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be perfect. And we are not going to mess this up. Not in the advertising, not in the screenwriting. Not, and I just think that's like really, really funny, but also really awesome because clearly it pays off. Yeah. Do we have a drop date on that yet? Uh, February? No. February again? or I think it's June. June 2018. Okay. I think. Pretty sure. Okay. That's fair. I, I just know say. last time because it dropped on my birthday last year, and I was mm-hmm. super excited about that. But speaking of other things we're super excited about, um, I know we touched on this a little last episode in, re- uh, in regards to um, EA and Battlefront. Um, and now it's this episode, and everything has changed. Steve, oh. you want to update us? Yeah, well, uh, personal note, I've been playing it all weekend. It's pretty good. But what happened was either the day of launch or, like, a day or two before it launched, EA dropped all of the real-world transactions from the game. Like, you can't pay money to get anything. Like, there's still loot boxes, but it's all purchased through, like, the in-game credits. So, and what has slowly been revealed is that there's some speculation that Disney kind of pushed EA, like, hey, stop ruining Star Wars. This is our thing, and you're alienating people from a good Star Wars game. Cut the crap. And so, didn't, like, didn't, 
it was like EA or Disney, I forget. I, I saw um, an article that was like, yeah, their stocks are literally starting to like oh, yeah. drop a little EA's bit. And like stocks went in the toilet after yeah. all this. Yeah, that's actually, that's nuts. And I remember, yeah. I think it was somebody, I was watching a YouTube video about why, like I knew obviously why the EA thing was a big deal, but I was interested to see why other people thought it was a big deal. And it's like on top of, Buying the game initially, because it's not this way anymore, obviously, but on top of buying the game for, what did you pay, like 60 bucks? $60, yeah. yeah. so on top of buying the game for $60, Darth Vader was like an extra $100 or something like that, or um, $80 or something was, like that. It's Darth Vader, Luke, and then there's like a few other heroes like Chewbacca and like Princess Leia and somebody else. They're locked behind like a credit screen, like you needed to earn credits to unlock them. And before all the outrage, they were Luke and Darth Vader were sixty thousand credits each. And some redditor did the math, and it was like forty hours of gameplay to get that many credits just for one hero. So that was just like mm-hmm. a stupid amount of grinding for something that should have been at release. But then after all of the outrage, EA dropped it to fifteen thousand. Which personally, I unlocked Luke. It only took me like two hours of gameplay. Because, I mean, I don't think it's that bad, the fact that they had some of the characters behind, like, a gameplay wall. Yeah. Because then that kind of incentivizes you to play the game a little bit more. I know that was the big problem with Battlefront Battlefront 1 was that you played the game, you played online, you were mesmerized by the graphics for about four hours, and then you were like, now what? Yeah, now I've played the two two game modes that are fun, and now I'm bored. Yeah, no, I'm bored, and I just spent $60 for four hours of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like, so I do agree that, like, giving it a little bit of a challenge is okay. But, yeah, no, I I thought somebody else did do the math, and they are like, yeah, if you were to, like, go out and, like, on, like, just initial buy, buy the game, and then go through and buy everybody behind locked paywalls, it was close to, like, $400 or something like that. I th- I'm not 100% sure what the way to, like, I don't think you can use real money to buy characters, but you buy um, these things called star cards, which is like perks, Mm -hmm. and like it's different abilities, like uh, your blasters do more damage, your starfighter has better engines and like better hull integrity or whatever, Mm -hmm. and all of those, I think it's like $2,000. If you pay, if you put $2,000 in, you will have everything, all the star cards unlocked, and at that point, with the right combination of those cards, you're basically invincible. I was watching this video on YouTube, the guy put in about a hundred bucks and his ship that he had unlocked and was working on, it was like an interceptor. So like the fast ones. Mm -hmm. And it was like his blasters did like 30 or 40% more damage. He turned 30 or 40% faster and he had a third thing. And he was like, with these three upgrades, I'm basically untouchable on the field and I get like 60,000 points a game. And it's kind of not fair because I paid 200 bucks and I immediately had it all. Yeah. But then like also, is it worth it though? Like, I mean, in the I don't know. To me, it just seems, like, really ridiculous that, like, yes, okay, the option is there to pay the $200, but, like, to to become this, like, untouchable X-Wing or what was he? It was, like, an A-Wing or something. An A-Wing. Yeah. Yeah. But so, like, you can pay $200 or you can just play the game. Like, never, ever in my life have I ever paid for, like, outside of, like, DLCs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, like, never have I paid for, like, in-game upgrades. Yeah, to improve your character. To improve my character. Because right. it's like, no. It's like, I get why some people might want to, but to me that almost just seems senseless, especially if it's beh- like locked behind like a relatively achievable like credit or like in-game monetary system rank that you have to hit. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't know. To me, like, 
it just seems senseless. Yeah, it's just a way a for EA to get more money out of you. It's like, like they're it was it was bound to happen with EA because they were like, oh, we listened to all your criticisms from Battlefront One. Here's all the things we're changing. But then, like you know, it's EA. They've been doing it to the sports games for years. They're oh, gonna yeah. get their money out of you, even if they have to shake you. There was a number down. of memes I saw with like, uh, what is it? Do they? They do the basketball ones too, right? I think they do. I know they do FIFA. I'm pretty sure they do like Madden and 2K and. Okay, yeah, like I thought that. they did do 2K, or they don't do 2K. You're shaking no. your head. What do they do? Madden, NHL, everything but 2K. Okay, everything. Basketball. All right, everything but well, because 2K is its own company, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, no, I'm dumb because now I'm remembering that because every time I load up Bioshock, it always does the little 2K like thing. Okay. Feel real stupid. Thank you for putting me back on track, Grant. Grant Palmentier, our sound engineer back there. Um, yeah, no. So I remember seeing um, a couple of different memes of it was like, oh, like you guys think this is bad. We've been dealing with this since like the early 2000s yeah. or something like that. So, I mean, it kind of puts it in perspective, but I'm hoping that this will just kind of be like a gradual across the board. Like, hey, stop making people pay for a finished product of something that I've already paid the money for the finished product of something. Some countries might not even allow the game to be sold. Like, they're investigating it as, like, gambling. Really? Because it's, like, a randomized thing. Like, the the loot crates are all random, and yeah. you can pay for the loot crates. So, like, Belgium and a couple other European countries and China are all investigating whether or not it's gambling, which it totally is. And it's being marketed to people that aren't old enough to gamble in those countries. Okay, because so that's, I saw, that's the concern. I saw a Tumblr post earlier where it was, they were making fun of the fact that it was like moms against gaming or some like, like gr- mom group or something like that um, was sharing this like Facebook like thing where it was talking about them gambling. And I thought that was a joke. I thought that was like a joke post somebody was making, but that's real. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. my God. Okay. Speaking of things that are jokes that I believe should not be real, but I feel like you like it, maybe. What? Are we segueing? We're segueing. We're segueing real hard. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp was wrapped filming. I liked Ant Man, so I didn't like Ant Man. Ant Man was Ant Man was like, Ant Man was something else. That's for certain. I, I'm not gonna pretend that it's not a flawed film because it really is. It's It's got Iron Man's bones in a failed attempt to be a heist movie. It could have been a way better heist movie and I wish Edgar Wright directed it like he was supposed to but that was during the age of mean old Ike Perlmutter and Marvel not getting money or creative people on board. So we... It, just, it could have been so much cooler yeah. and it wasn't. It was like everywhere you turned it was just like wow, we're really getting somewhere. Nope. Wow, we're really... Nope. Wow. Brick wall. It was like, okay. It was like, I paid money to be disappointed i could have just sat at home and just browsed reddit if i wanted that to happen <laughs> yeah well hopefully but amen and the wasp do we know much about uh, the the plot um, anything like that or i don't it's after the first infinity war so speaking of did you see they dropped art for that um not art i saw some leaked screenshots from the trailer That's okay cool. i didn't see leaked screenshots from the trailer i saw art and i only saw art of Black Widow, Captain America, and Bucky, and they're all kind of, like, standing in, like, hero poses, but they're all, like, Captain America is sporting some, like, scraggly, like, facial got, hair and stuff like that. Beard, yeah. yeah. And, like, I, I don't know. It was just, it was, like, really poor graphic design, and mm-hmm. that was just kind of, like, what was circulating Tumblr was, like, yeah. somebody's getting paid to make this image. Like, I could have made this in, co- like, Microsoft Paint. Yeah. So... I don't know. I The screenshots look good from the actual trailer. Okay, I will have to look at those. 
I saw Thor Ragnarok over the weekend, and that's going to actually be, I'm going to bump that down for later for when we do our reading, watching, playing segment. But um, yeah, I saw Ragnarok, so that kind of like gave me hope because I actually really liked Ragnarok, and I was not a big fan of the second Thor movie. Oh, that's it was, real bad. I, I literally could not remember. Like one of my friends was going to go see it and was like, oh, I haven't seen Thor 2. Like, what am I going to be missing? And I literally just went like Nothing. quiet on the phone. And I was like, I don't remember. And honestly. Infinity Stone before we knew about Infinity Stone. I was like, I was like, Loki dies, but he doesn't really die. Basically, just know that. Yeah. And she was like, that's stupid. I was like, I know. Yep. I know, Betsy. So it's the worst one. Uh, yeah. But so that is our hit of news for today. We are actually going to backtrack over something that happened over the weekend slash dropped Friday, right? Yes. Right. I Okay, cool. I have my dates all in line. Justice League, we have both seen it. We both have opinions on it. Some opinions more contentious than others. But, Steve, I'm going to let you uh, take it away because we're both kind of we're both kind of in the same vein that it was a pretty good, overall, like, meh, good movie. Yeah. Like, you gave it a 6 out of 10. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I, it's it's a it's fine out of 10 for me it's, like I, it's fine out of 10 there's there's things that i liked there's things that like you could total you could tell that this was a half and half Zack snyder joss whedon operation because the, some of the whedon stuff doesn't work and then some of the stuff Zack snyder comes out of the woodwork with a two by four labeled metaphor and bashes you over the head oh, with it still yeah. but yeah um are I, you specifically referencing when like he drops when they put like Superman in the um, restoration chamber thing and the stupid picture of his dad falls out of his pocket yeah. and like weirdly floats and I was like physics doesn't work like that <laughs> that was my one my one thing I think that pissed me off more than anything else was like when they're in the Kryptonian resurrection chamber spoiler they're trying to bring Superman back from the dead who'd have thought um, and they drop Superman in to the resurrection chamber and he's floating in that Kryptonian goo, the same stuff that revived Zod um, and turned him into, like, Armageddon. Isn't Doomsday, that? I think. Doomsday, yeah, might be. Um, yeah, that Lex dropped him and turned him into Doomsday. And uh, a picture of Clark Kent's dad falls out of his stupid suit pocket and floats in the water, but it floats, like, perfectly standing up. You can see up. his face. And so you can, like, see his face as it, like, slowly sinks into the water. And oh. I was I was like... This is the worst thing I've ever sat through in my whole life in regards to movie physics. And then he shoots out of there, like, shirtless and shoeless, and it's, like, really uncomfortable because I was like, you were definitely wearing clothes. Like, if it's went gonna, so fast. If it's, if it's going to, like, fall off your body, then, like, realistically all of your clothes should fall off or, like, then you should just have, like, tattered clothing. Like, it's an all-or-nothing game. Yeah. Your suit pants don't get to remain crisp. Like, However, <laughs> I thought Superman was one of my favorite parts of the movie. He was like, he was awesome. The resurrection was like really morbid because it was literally them digging up his grave and transporting a casket yeah. to, to the site. But once he was up, it was like he was like I just felt good. It was like it was <laughs> I like just I, felt it was like watching Justice League Unlimited and he was like smiling and he was like kind of cheesy. He's like actually I prefer truth and justice and he just like Okay, but can we can we backtrack to like when they were that whole like mini plot arc of their like oh well like 
Superman might not recognize us and blah, blah, blah. And there was like that randomly shoehorned in their line that was like, tell me, Batman, do you bleed? And I, really I was like, that. this is so like weirdly grimdark in a movie that's been pretty peppy and like straightforward prior to that. And then it was like, they didn't really go back to the fact that it's like clearly they have like unresolved yeah. like underlying issues. Like Superman's just putting on a really happy face and like... I don't know. I really like that. I didn't think, I just thought it was like out of place. And like when the Flash was running around him and like, you know, I'm too fast for him, and you see his eye like tracking. Okay, him, that kind of like, creeped me out a little bit. You. Oh my gosh, that, that was creeped so me cool. out a little bit. Where, oh, yeah, I for those that. of you who haven't seen it, there's a scene where Superman is beating the hell out of the rest of the Justice League because he doesn't recognize them. Uh, he's in a very confused state after being resurrected from the dead. You know, as you would probably be sure, if you were sure. just recently dead and now you weren't. Um, and the Flash is trying to run around him. He has Superman has like Aquaman by his throat. Diana, Wonder Woman by her throat, and, like, has just incapacitated Cyborg, and the Flash is trying to run past him, and the Flash is, like, looking at him, like, trying to size him up, and all of a sudden you just see Superman's eye, like, move to the corner of his eye, and I was just, I was like, oh, that creeps me it's out. Like good. It creeps like me out this. real bad, but it was kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, no. I heard some people complain, though, that um, they could tell about the CGI around his mouth. The mustache. The mustache <laughs> yeah. fiasco. So, for those of you who aren't aware, um... Henry Cavill was also filming... Well, no, they wrapped Justice League. Yes. And then he started on Mission Impossible 6. I mean, he's the villain, and for some reason, he has to have a mustache. It's he's very, contractually it's very important. obligated to keep this mustache, which I thought was the funniest part out of all it's of very this. very important. All so then, <laughs> Warner Brothers is like, hey, we got to do reshoots. You got to come back. And then there was what I can only assume was a real big legal battle over... He's got to shave. He can't shave. <laughs> so he, he didn't end up shaving. So they very poorly CGI'd out the mustache. And in the reshoots where it's real close to his face, you can tell because it's bad. Yeah. It's, it's Uncanny Valley on just his lip. Yeah. And it's yep. really funny. Yeah. Yep. That was that was also the one part that like put me off that I was like willing to be like, okay. I was like, this isn't so great. That's It is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, But overall... I mean, so Superman, I was kind of men. I thought he got better towards the end. And then I thought he was, yeah, it, it did kind of remind me of like Justice League Unlimited. Like towards the end when they um, they managed to like stop Steppenwolf and Cyborg's like, oh, I'm just warning you, like this power, like blowback, it's going to really hurt, might kill us. And Superman's like, well, I kind of like being alive. So like, let's hope it doesn't. And then he's like laying on the ground. He's like, I lied. He's like, please kill me. <laughs> just kill me. I was like, that's actually relatable, like, Superman back to, like, the just, like, cheesy, corny, like, yep. I don't know. I thought that was funny. Um, overall, I thought most of the jokes landed, including the flashes. No. Nope. You, yes. No. Yes. None of them. <laughs> so I feel like we were in drastically different theaters. I feel like we were in very, when did you go and see the movie? Thursday night. Okay, so you saw it opening night with, like, all the hardcore DC fans, yep. probably. No one laughed. Okay. I saw it, like, Saturday morning-esque matinee, like, probably with a bunch of, like, families taking, like, their children. Mine included. It was me, my dad, his wife, my two sisters, and my brother. And I thought The Flash was adorable. I thought I knew he was going to get, like, delegated to kind of, like, the comedic relief. Like, I wasn't under the impression he was really going to be anything else mm-hmm. but that. Um, <clears throat> some places I thought that he was, like, a little over the top. But um, overall, I thought he was just that, like, cutesy, quirky, like, kid that you kind of needed on the team. 
Because other than that, you have all these people who were born with their powers who have been or have been empowered for like hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And then like you just have this like kid from New York who's just he kind of reminded me of like the like Tom Holland like Spider-Man type of thing where it's like I'm not like really cut out for this but I'm earnest enough to try it so like you reminded me of Sheldon from Big Bang Theory okay all right that's cold that's cold and uncalled for (laughs) because no you know what um I don't know I just thought that it was he was that just kind of like wholesome like bridge between superhero and humanity that you needed see I see that I just I don't think he was funny Really? No. Like, what in particular, like, set him off for you? Okay, um, the run is awful. Okay, fair. He needs fair. to learn how to run. Fair, like, um, yeah, there, his knee, he was kind of, like, knock-kneed. Like, yeah. I will give you that. Let's see. Um, the one, there were there were two moments that I kind of like, no, three, okay. The, oh, that, that's your, that, the bat signal, oh, that's so cool, that means we gotta go. Oh, sorry, I can't talk about that, because you're Batman, ha, ha, ha. That was all right. Um, his look of pure joy when he was sitting in the Batmobile. I let that slide because that would also be me if I was mm-hmm. sitting in the Batmobile. And when he saved the family in the truck at the end, and then he looked over and saw Superman carrying a building, and he was like, oh. <laughs> so those were good. Everything else, it was just like the delivery wasn't good, and it was just like really like deadpan, and I don't know. I just wasn't, wasn't a fan. To be fair, Ezra Miller kind of sort of plays the same kind of like quirky character in like every film that I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of like most of his movies, but I saw him in Perks of Being a Wallflower. And, um, yeah, no, he kind of, he reminded me a little bit of that, but, like, less, like, sexually ambiguous, I guess. Um, I don't know. I thought he was cutesy-quirky. I thought that he was pretty okay outside of, like, the knock-kneed run. The one problem I had, though, which I know was a Whedon move, which makes me want to just smash my coffee mug right now, is when he's running, when they're fighting, like, Underneath the harbor, mm-hmm. and they're trying to save um, Victor Stone's dad. I'm forgetting on his first name, but yeah, so Cyborg's dad. They're trying to save Cyborg's dad. They're trying to save a bunch of workers who were abducted, who were in contact with these cubes that Steppenwolf, you know, the destroyer of worlds, is like looking for. And um, he is running, and Wonder Woman drops her sword, so he tries to run faster than her and tries to like push it back into her hand before she hits the ground. That part was kind of cool. That that I thought was cool. But um, she falls, he trips, and he face plants into her boobs. And, like, they did this in the Avengers, and, like, Whedon is just, like, kind of notorious for, like, this, and it really pisses me off, like, all the time when it was, like, okay, like, you had a good thing going, and, like, if you want to be awkward, just have him trip. Like, tripping over a yeah. bunch of, like, people who you super respect is, like, yeah. awkward enough, like, Face planting into her cleavage, like, that, like, nobody in my theater laughed at. Like, it was, like, dead, like, almost, like, awkwardly silent at that part. And it was, like, you had such a good thing going with, like, Wonder Woman. You set her up as, like, this badass. Like, granted, it was it was kind of, like, one of those, like, cliche, like, you know, superhero films again. But it was very, did very well. It was a female-led yeah. superhero film. It showed that, like, you know, people want action yeah, superhero like female. she had needs. agency and she was yeah. cool. And- so, like, why throw the boob fall in there? There's, like, no... There's no need. Yeah. There was no need. I just, I per, I personally thought that just, like, that same shot could have been illustrated with, like, him tripping over her and just, like, literally face-planting like she to Like, her. he knocks, like, her, like, he knocks her shield out of her hands, like, oh, and he's, like, fumbling over it or something. Yeah, like, oh, or, so like, sorry, yeah, because he fell of... on top of her and then immediately stood up super fast and was, like, looking around, like, oh, my God, like, maybe she didn't notice. And she looked at him, like, yes, I noticed. Like, that same thing could have been realized, yeah, by, like, just 
knocking her shield out of her hand or like, yeah, or like, I, I don't know, just like doing something that's not that, yeah. which just like uh, it gets so heated so fast. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised, though, based off of the photos that I saw. I forget where, where it was comparing the Wonder Woman Amazon um, armor to the Justice League Amazon armor. Mm-hmm. And it was showing and it was like, oh, like everybody's going to be in like leather bikini singlets, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, I'm not super excited about that. And then like it didn't actually really yeah, turn out to it was be like that a, way. It was like a mix. There was there was like one or two that were like, okay, yeah, that's like kind of like a leather armor bikini. But then everybody else was just like. Yeah, which then kind of made me question. It was like, okay, why didn't we just go with like, like they had the costumes pre-made right. for little, Wonder Woman. Just like a little continuity. Would be nice. Why? Why would you just slip in like the one or two leather bras? Like that's really yeah. weird. But yeah. I kind of let it slide because it wasn't as prominent as I like went into the theater thinking it was going to be, mm-hmm. which made me feel a lot better about that. But um, what did you think of our old our old buddy Bruce Batman? <laughs> Bruce Batman. That's what it says on his birth certificate. Yep. Um, I thought that it was funny that they tried to play with him a little bit more. Like, they tried to make him a little more deadpan funny. Yeah. Um, I know, though, that, like, that whole teaser of him, like, they kept bringing up the whole film. They kept bringing up, they're like, you're the only, like, real human on the team. You're the only real, like, person that doesn't actually have superpowers or isn't, like, genetically predisposed to, like, doing this, like, for the rest of your life. And so clearly they're, like, trying to tease, like, I'm guessing a Nightwing, like, come in like some type of Robin, but I'm guessing Nightwing um, because they're not on their feet enough to do a Jason Todd yet. Yeah. Even though I would literally melt because I love Jason Todd. Um, But yeah, no. And the reason why I think that they are going to tease um, Nightwing is because, um, as you know, very obsessed with Stranger Things. So I kind of keep tabs on what all of the like actors are doing. Um, and the kid who plays Billy, a.k.a. the bully, the dude that almost got his, his, uh, pickle nailed to the floor with a nail bat. Um, he teased on Twitter uh, earlier this month. Um, he posted a picture of Nightwing and just posted dot, 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 and then like Nightwing. Mm. And I looked more into it and people were kind of like. Not agreeing, but agreeing by not agreeing that, like, they are doing, like, readings for Nightwing. Um, and I think he may or may not be, like, tapped yeah. for that it. Yeah, that casting call is going to be pretty big. Yeah, but I, I honestly think I could, like, you know, he played Jason uh, in, in Power Rangers, so we know he can do action. Mm-hmm. Um, we know he can do, like, kind of, like, bully, kind of, like, strange, like, kind of aggressive type of stuff. With Stranger Things. So I don't think it's that far of a call from the truth. I'm just really curious to see how that and maybe Stranger Things might conflict. um, Because I feel like they would definitely need to dye Dacre Montgomery's hair black. Oh, yeah. Which I feel like if they dyed his hair black, that I could totally see it. Um, But also, I'm not going to hold my breath, but I still think it would be super cool. That'd be cool. That being said, meh, Batman was like, eh, for me the whole film. Yeah. It's just kind of been eh for me the whole DCEU. I thought... He was pretty good, but, like, you can totally tell that Affleck is, he's out. It's, like, there's this running joke on, like, some of the Facebook groups I'm in. That like, they call him Schrodinger's bat. He's in, he's in or he's out. He's both. He's neither. So they're, they're clearly setting up that he won't be in it for very long. Like yeah, because he's, he's be. come out and said that he's, he's stepping aside, right? Yeah. Well, he, at first he was directing and starring in the Batman mm-hmm. the movie. And then he was out of directing, 
And then he was like, yeah, I'm still going to be in it. And then he wasn't sure if he was going to be in it. And now they're looking at Jake Gyllenhaal to be Batman. Okay, that's going to be so weird, though, because, like, you can't mess with your... The only way I could see them doing a Batman movie at this point in time with the DCEU without Affleck is if they already pick a Nightwing Mm -hmm. and, like, have do kind of like a Cap and Bucky type of thing where you pick your predecessor, you have him in. I'm sorry, not predecessor. You pick your um, successor. um, You have him in for a movie or two, and then, like, eventually you either step aside or you die. Or, I mean, like, maybe... I I mean, unless, unless we see Jake Gyllenhaal as... Do you remember Batman Beyond? Oh, yeah, Terry McGinnis. Terry McGinnis. Is yeah. the only other way I could see that feasibly working without Affleck is mm-hmm. if they shoehorn in Terry McGinnis as because he was legitimately Batman, whereas none of the Rob- I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but none of the Robins have been Batman. Dick was Batman for a while. Dick was Batman. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. all right. So, all right, then maybe with Nightwing they could. Um, but but then, I still feel like they. Why would they be casting yeah, a Nightwing? I'd rather have a night like he's Nightwing instead of like. Well, I feel like I don't know 100 percent like the timetable of like. This is when we introduced Nightwing in the comics or like when Dick Grayson was like grown up and then Bruce died and then he became Batman for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that all worked. All that shook out. But so. yeah, no, I'm because then that way, at least like if they did the Terry McGinnis route, they, they could still keep Bruce Fleck in there, Batfleck for in there mm-hmm. and just kind of like reference him a couple of times if they needed kind of like a crutch to stand on. Um, but yeah. I, I don't really know. That, that was my kind of just, like, big question mark was, like, how is this going to work out from here on out? And mm-hmm. then I just still was, like, pondering it and was like, eh, I don't really know. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, everybody else's performance, Gal Gadot was, was good. Yeah, she was good. Um, Aquaman was meh. I liked him. I thought he was, like, pretty good. I thought he was okay. I thought it was, like, the really weird how they shoehorned Icky Thump in there for, like, just a montage of him swimming. And I was just, I was like, okay, I mean, we get it. Like, you're supposed to be kind of, like, a badass. Like, it just felt, like, really kind of, like, like, that was a Joss Whedon, like, shot. Um, That one shot of him, like, when he's halfway in the water talking to Bruce, it's, like, the most obvious green screen. Oh, my God. It was so mad. I was so mad. I was, okay, I'm so glad, like, you noticed that, too, because it was, like, way too close up on Jason uh, Momoa. Momoa. It was way too close up on Jason Momoa's, like, chest and face, and, like, everything was, like, kind of blurred out in the background, and I was like, oh, I was like, that's a reshoot. I was like, that's a reshoot, and that's bad. That was, that was pretty crappy. I also thought it was weird that, Everybody was just playing fast and loose with they, with each other's identities. Because mm-hmm. he was in a village that clearly understood English. And he's like, dress like a bat. See you later, Bruce Wayne. And then yeah, he went then swimming. It's just like random village and, and like wherever. When, and then when Superman's back and Bruce, Batman's like, I'm going to bring out the big guns. And then Lois Lane comes out in front of a bunch of bystanders and goes, hey, Clark. <laughs> Clark Kent. Hey. <laughs> and, then he, and then he comes buddy. out. Hey, buddy. So, yeah. It's like, do they care? I don't think they do. It, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that was that was also like, I guess. I guess I didn't really realize that until you just brought that up. Like the Batman thing, like yeah, I noticed that, but I guess I didn't really think about the Lois Lane and like especially like he was like lasering cop cars. Yeah. So what <laughs> can't stop? He's just nuking cop cars Ooh, with his laser vision. Who greenlit this? Uh, was it Whedon? Was... It probably was. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was 
Okay, now that you mentioned that, that's actually yeah. pretty funny. So you have, um, a, you have a little note here in all caps. Oh, okay, wait. Like before we is... before we get to that one, okay. I have one last thing, and I felt like Cyborg was too serious. Oh, yeah. Cyborg um, was too, like, grim, dark, like, I was a teenager. Now I'm a robot, I'm a robot. teenager. <laughs> and it's like, where, it was like, even his little, like, booyah at the end was yeah. very unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Very unsatisfying. Yeah. I've never been more unsatisfied with a booyah in my life. I wasn't the biggest cyborg fan. I thought he looked weird until the very end when he like it's like I'm upgrading my myself and he like got like armor plating and I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of cool. And then the booyah was kind of unenthusiastic. I, I thought it was weird how he had hair. Oh yeah, he did have hair. He had he? hair on like half or like a quarter portion of his skull, and I was like. Huh. Cyborg's bald, but also, like, how do your hair follicles work if half your skull isn't there? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm no expert on genetics. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to pretend I'm anything but, like, a journalism and political science person, but, like, I don't think hair would grow. I don't think I so. I don't think it would. I, I, don't, I don't know. That was, like, the one thing that, like, bothered me was I was like, just shave your head. Just yeah. shave it, please. But I don't know. I'm hoping, praying, holding my breath. That, like, maybe with the introduction of a Nightwing, and we already see Cyborg, like, maybe Teen Titans. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. I'm really holding my breath on this nice. one. It would be really super nice. I'm just, like, personally of, like, I need to see Beast Boy. I need that Beast would be cool. Boy. I don't, I literally, like, Starfire would be cute. Raven would be cool. I need to see Beast Boy. But more importantly, I need to see how in God's name they're going to do his morphs. Like, yeah. without them looking god-awful or without them looking, like, kind of weird, like, Flash's knock-kneed run. Yeah. Like, because... Mm, that, that that's probably going to be the biggest uh, obstacle. That makes me that. so nervous. Yeah. But, so, speaking of green things, so, um, that was not a very good segue, but... Uh, you had in here talking about world building and the fact that we saw a Green Lantern. Yeah, in like the flashback. Yeah, so the flashback, um, for those of you who haven't seen the film, uh, early on there's a flashback where they're trying to explain who the heck Steppenwolf is, not the band, but the entity, <laughs> the destroyer of worlds, which, by the way, they really missed putting Steppenwolf in that movie. Yeah. Like a Steppenwolf song. I just think... Anywhere. If While we're talking about Steppenwolf, he is... Um, the same as Malekith from Thor, the worst Thor. He's very boring. What, was that two? Thor two, yeah. Okay, He's I'm like, sorry. I'm a big gray villain, and I'm gonna do this convergence thing with these Tessa mo- mother boxes. And <laughs> I literally yeah. see so you said that guy's name. I don't even remember what the villain yeah, from Thor exactly. two looks like. Um, He's like an elf dude. Yeah, Syrian Syrian Hines was the guy that played him. He was a. No, 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 he no, was a, no. He was one of the doctors. Not Malachor, but um. Uh, oh, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. No idea. I don't know. Okay, because I thought it was the same dude who was Mance Raider from Game of Thrones. You might be right. I think it was, um, which, I don't know. I just, I thought it was funny. Very bland um, villain. Very bland. Very another, bland. Another big gray villain. People like to complain about Marvel villains being boring, but DC has had. Here's the thing, though. Okay, we'll continue first off. I'm sorry. Um, DC has had at least three gray villains. Zod was very gray. Uh, Doomsday, Steppenwolf. Zod was pretty good, though, to be fair. I was going to say, Zod was at least, like, human-esque. Yeah. Where, like, Doomsday was like, hi, I'm the thing, but painted gray. Yeah. And then Steppenwolf was just like, hi, I'm the thing, but smaller and with, like, antlers. My motivations don't make any sense, but I'm going to name drop Dark Side. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right, bud. Um, 
But during the flashback, while they're trying to explain who the heck this uh, bull-horned fiend is, um, they show that in the past, you know, the realms of men, the realms of uh, Atlant, like the realms of Atlantis, and the realms of the um, uh, the women from Amazon. For some reason, I can remember Themyscira, but I couldn't remember Amazons. (laughs) Shows you how my brain works. Um, They came together. They destroyed Steppenwolf, and kind of like this Lord of the Rings-esque thing, they divided all of the powers amongst uh, the... the uh, They divided the rings, I mean the mother boxes, among (laughs) the men, the elves, or the the Amazons, and the... Atlanteans. Yeah, whatever. It's too similar to too many other movies, which was like, mm, I was like, this was not that thought out of a plot. But, um... They teased that the Green Lantern Corps was a part of that. Mm-hmm. And you see some alien in a green suit smacking parademons with a hammer. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yep. And uh, my response to that is put John Stewart in the DCEU, you cowards, for the love of God. Do like, it. Hal Jordan, we had the movie. It didn't work out so well. Like, I don't really want to see another like reboot of Hal. I want to see Jon Stewart, namely because I want my fantasies of a live-action Justice League Unlimited realized, which would also mean that they would have to bring in John Johns and, you know, Hawk Girl, right? Hawk Girl? Yes. But, like, yeah, put Jon Stewart in the DCEU. I've literally, since I was a child, have never wanted anything more than, like, a Green Lantern Jon Stewart film. Um, I'm incredibly partial to him. One, because he's from Detroit, and I live, like, 20 minutes from Detroit. Um, two, I've always been weirdly obsessed with the Green Lantern, um, namely because the first Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, his last name was my first name, so I always thought that was really cool as a kid. And then three, obviously Justice League Unlimited, like, that was the Green Lantern I grew up watching. Mm. So, like, that just kind of, like, realization. It's the same vein of, like, why I want a Teen Titans movie is, like, this was what I grew up watching. Yeah. So, like, this is what I really, like, need, like, deeply. But, um... Yeah, no, that's my message. If any DC execs happen to be stumbling across this podcast, put him in the DCEU cowards. Yes. Um, and that's my PSA and, for today. And don't make it the guy from Fast and Furious because he's the worst. They, they were like Tyrese Gibson or whatever. He was like, I'll do Jon Stewart. And my response to that is no. 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 I'm trying to think of Elba. like who. Just do it. Mm, but he's in Thor and he's also like oh, yeah. getting up there. Like now, okay, he's not actually that old. He's not actually that old. I'm thinking that he's older, but I think it's just because Heimdall had, like, really gray hair in the Thor movie that it threw me. Um, But I'm trying to think. I have one guy in my head right now, and I can picture his face, but I don't know his name, who I think, like, at least visually would be, like, pretty okay. He's the guy from Criminal Minds. Don't watch Criminal Minds. I'll take your word for it. I just know that because, like, my roommates binge watch Criminal Minds when they pretend to be studying sure, sure. um which like fair i mean i do that with like all the old episodes of mighty morphin power rangers that's my call out for today i've started doing that fun fact there are 60 episodes of mighty morphin power rangers in the first season good how do i know that good. it's because i lost control of my life last <laughs> thursday and was up until about 4 30 in the morning um yeah no so uh but yeah that's kind of just like my two cents in the matter yeah. of future talk in regards to they're probably going to involve nightwing Selfishly, I hope it's Dacre Montgomery. Um, I hope they involve Jon Stewart. We know that they're going to shoehorn in the Green Lantern at some point. Yep. And also, I want a Teen Titans film. 
selfishly because I want to see Beast Boy. And what better villain for the Teen Titans than Deathstroke, who we got in the post credit scene. Truly. Thought that was real cool. Truly, yes. Um, However... I saw Lex Luthor. I, I groaned. audibly groaned. I, I was groaned. like, oh, I this guy. I literally, like, my stepmom was like, wait, so is the guy, because she had never, this is like her, like, second or third time, like, ever seeing a superhero film. And she uh-huh. just kind of, like, humors me when I'm like, let's go see a superhero movie. She's like, okay. Yeah. Like, I love you. <laughs> and it's like, thanks. Um, But yeah, no. She, Lex, like, trying to explain Lex to her, even she was like, that's stupid. And I was like, Yes. Stupid. Yes, it is. Like, I actually had like repressed or forgotten. I don't know. Take your pick. That um, Jesse Eisenberg was Lex Luthor. I watched the ultimate cut before (gasps) Justice League, and I had to. I was like, oh, and I like looked at him with his big old bald head, and I was like, why? Okay, you you know what I thought was gonna happen because I didn't recognize the prison. So like, and then they showed his head from the back, and I was like. I thought it was going to be the Joker. I was like, I was like, that's Lex Sr. And I was like, please be Cranston. Please be Cranston. Please be Cranston. And they turned around and it was just some fake no name because they swapped him out. And I was like, well, that's disappointing. And then I that's saw disappointing, Jesse. That's disappointing, but I was like, oh. hoping that they were kind of going to maybe shoehorn in like the Joker. Like or something. Like just something different. Because yeah, I know like. I know he's th- bad too. I know. He's bad as well. But like. He's worse, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I just like, at least then like I could be able to like laugh because like I laughed at Jared Leto's Joker. Like. Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor is just, like, uncomfortable to the point of, like, not even being funny. It's just like, I don't want to watch he's this. so uncomfortable. It's just like, it's me looking at his big old bald head wondering why he reduced uh, freaking Spider-Man's shares in the social network. It's just me just looking at him being like, why? Why did you bum out Eduardo like that? He didn't do it. But, so... I don't know. Deathstroke could be really cool, though, which is also why I'm still, like, even more in that vein of selfishly (laughs) gunning for a Teen Titans movie. I'm just like, look at all these cards that, like, stack up to, you know, make a thing. Let's see it. Let's see it. Pull the trigger. Like, ah, but so. Way better suit than the CW Deathstroke. Yes. So much better. Although I will say I've only ever seen the CW Deathstroke, like, in pictures. I've never actually, like, Mm -hmm. watched anything of the CW it's because I it. typically don't watch superhero shows. It's, I just don't know why. I can't get into it. it. The CW shows aren't worth it. I watched one season of Flash and a season and a half of Arrow, and I couldn't do it. It's like, nope. I heard people saying that, like, they should have put the kid from Flash on the CW Flash in the movie. Yep. Really? I think so. Really? Mm-hmm. Eh. Yeah. Eh. He's, it's just like swapping out, like, one bland white actor for another bland white actor. It's just like, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I think At least Ezra, like, what is his name? Ezra Miller? He runs Ezra? better. Does he? Grant Gustin runs better. <laughs> You're so hung up on that run. It's so bad. He like He's, like, leaning forward, and his like arms are flailing out in front of him, and he's taking big, long, loping steps. Nobody runs like that. No one. <laughs> he's a gazelle. He's a, he's a person. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we'll just agree to disagree on The Flash. Um Overall, we're saying a meh out of 10. Yep. I know Dave is particularly fond of me using meh or shmeh in, in this podcast Shmer. now. So it's a shmeh out of 10 uh, or a okay. I gave it a it's fine. It's 10. fine out of 10. There we go. I was looking for that. So um, we're going to wrap this up, though, with our uh, usual segment of what are we reading, watching, and playing. Uh, I've talked enough for right now, and I need a drink of water. So, Steve, how about you tell us what you're reading, watching, or playing? Well, um, I've been playing a lot of Battlefront 2 because I got it and several of my friends got it. 
and it is pretty good. It holds up. Um, despite all of the, the the crap from EA, it's pretty fun. All of the it looks fantastic. All Does of it? like yep. I wish there was more prequel content at launch that we got Kamino, Naboo, and Kashyyyk. Okay. And then the only heroes from the prequels are Yoda and Darth Maul. Well, at least there's Maul. But I mean, all of the clone troopers. Put Qui-Gon Jinn in the EA games, you cowards. I want Kenobi, you I cowards. I want Qui-Gon. Ugh, I, have, I have like a weird, like, I love Qui-Gon That'd be good for Jin. Naboo, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, no. um, yeah, it's good. It plays pretty good. What is the storyline um, like? Like the because there is one, right? That's a, what they teach. There's a story mode. Do you care if I spoil it? I don't. Okay. I'll play it eventually. Okay. But. So it's following an Imperial Special Forces squad. They're called Inferno Squad, and they're led by this uh, female protagonist. Her name's Iden Versio. And somebody pointed out pointed it out to me. It's pretty much taking from Mara Jade's storyline in the EU. Okay. In that, for about the first maybe third, almost half of the game. You're fighting for the Empire, and then the Empire starts to, like, go crazy. Because it's, like, the whole tagline was, follow an Imperial Special Forces squad as the Empire turns into the First Order. And, like, they have these satellites that shoot lasers down onto planets that cause, like, storms. And they're like, we're going to kill everyone on this planet to make everyone fall in line to the Empire. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because if they're if dead, anything, how would, are they going to do that? If anything, it would make more systems join the Rebels. But whatever. So then they defect. And then for the rest of the game, you're the Rebels, which honestly it seems like kind of a cop-out because you were promising an Imperial perspective of the game and you only got that for about half of it. And her motive, like, the the switch for Aiden is, like, super fast. It's just, like, one mission, she's like, we're soldiers of the Empire, we follow orders. And then, like, one conversation turns her the other way and then they steal their cool... Star Destroyer, it's like a small Star Destroyer. It's called like the Corvus. It's got mm-hmm. tie interceptor wings on the side for whatever reason. And they launch into hyperspace, and then they hail the Rebel Alliance, and they surrender. And then they, her and her, one of her squad mates defect, and then they become pilots. And then it's just like, there's no, like, conflict about joining the Rebels, because she's like, you'd think that she'd be like, okay, we're in the Rebels now. Maybe we're going to sabotage them from the inside and we're going to try and bring the bring back the Empire the way it's supposed to be. But, like, there's none of that. They're just like, all right, here's your X-Wing. Go shoot down 50 TIE Fighters. Cool. Let's go. But it's pretty good. Um, there is a huge cliffhanger at the end, but there is going to be some uh, free DLC chapters later okay. on. And there is a, some cool missions like that interrupt the main story where you play as Han, Luke, and Leia and, and, and Lando, but I hate Lando. He's the worst hero character in that game. I tried playing. So okay, bad. so I was playing Battlefront One with my brother the other day, and I realized like in that moment how much I hated Lando's character. Yeah. Where I was like, Lando as a character himself is like kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. I've read like the like short like Lando run, and I mean like overall like I get like his character, and I think he's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, but just his gameplay character he's- is. Awful. awful. It's so bad. The worst perks. His blaster's garbage. Yeah, no, because, worst. like, my brother and I were trying to play. We were, like, challenging each other, like, not to do Jedis or mm. whatever and see, like, just, like, what it was like. Because we typically would always be like, oh, like, here's Luke and Vader. Or it would be like, oh, here's, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, But, yeah, no, Lando, arguably, I think we decided on was, like, the, the worst. worst. Yeah. The worst. Um, yeah. Um, so. It was good. Um, they could have worked a little bit more on Luke's, uh, like, face 
in the game. It's kind of rough. Is it? And the voice actor isn't the best, but I mean, Mark Hamill's old, so what are you going to do? But other than that, it's pretty fun. Uh, yeah. And I'm also, we're both, we both put this down. We're watching The Punisher. I've actually finished it, but we're probably going to talk about it next week. We are. I'm only on episode two. And I will throw out, this is my first time ever watching a oh. superhero TV show. So Very good. It was, it's different than what I was expecting. It was a little more grimdark. It's super grimdark. It's and super it only grimdark. gets grimdarker. Okay. <laughs> grimdarker. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, even the first episode, because like I was putting it on and I, like this makes me sound like a little old lady, but like I bought a bunch of patches the other day and I was like sewing them onto my jacket. And so I was like sewing like while I was watching like Punisher. <laughs> and like a couple of times I was like, it's like, oh my god! Like, oh my god! I was like, he just broke that man's kneecaps. I was like, oh my goodness! Like, you like the sniper shot across the border? Oh my god! I that, really was, did. that was that so was cool. prime. That was actually like really, really well yeah. done. And um, I knew that um, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, John Berthnall. Mm. I knew John Berthnall had played the Punisher in the Daredevil series. Um, and I knew that like he was going to be the Punisher, but I didn't actually realize like what a good fit. He was. Yeah, he's super good. But also the fact that he plays that same, like, jughead, meathead, same character. Like, I'm literally watching, like, if Shane survived The Walking Dead and also had, like, military experience, like, kind of thing. I would... Did you have you watched any of the scenes from Daredevil? No, I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to because I know that we just met up with where I'm at. I just started episode two uh, late last night. And he met up with Karen, and I, like, have a vague idea of, like, how Karen relates with, like, Foggy and Matt. Yeah. And, like, but I need to probably know more. I was told to just watch season one of Daredevil and then, like, watch The Punisher. But then I was like, man, that's, like, a lot of time. Um, like, I would just, like, go on YouTube. The the scene with Punisher and Daredevil on the roof, he has mm-hmm. Daredevil chained to, like a, like, a chimney. That's, like, a comic run, I think, mm-hmm. that happened in a comic book. That's really good. And when Frank is in prison, yes. there's, like, a trial for him, and he... He and he meets Wilson Fisk in prison. Okay. And there's like a really cool like corridor fight with the Punisher, except it's like super brutal. And at the end, he's covered in blood. And there's yeah, I would just look look, look up Punisher scenes in Daredevil, and that'll pro- that'll probably do it do it enough for you. Okay. But it's pretty good. Um. Yeah. So that's your that's your rundown. <laughs> yeah. The ending is super brutal. I felt uncomfortable watching it. Really. And I kept saying, "Oh my god, that's." Really dark and really grim, and kind of gross, but okay, super good. Well, that's got me my interest peaked because I was afraid that it was gonna like. I don't actually. I still don't really know how it's gonna end. It I was guessing I was gonna drags. Okay, to be that was my fear. Was that I was like, okay, like episode one, like I'm a little engaged. Like episode two, I'm like pretty engaged up to where I'm at. Like, but I was afraid that like, cause I lose interest really fast in shows where it's like. Mm-hmm. This is my pain and my penitence. And it's like, okay, we get it. Your family's dead. Like, yeah. I don't know. So That's like my big complaint about it. They they feel like they have to do 13 episodes for all these Netflix shows. Just make it, like, compress it all into eight really solid things so you don't have a bunch of dragging. boring, dragging on scenes of people sitting on a bench talking about their feelings. <sighs> well, but we need to can this because this is going to be next edition. Yep. Um, so I'm going to cut you off right there. Uh, I finally saw Thor Ragnarok. Woo! I know we did our Ragnarok uh, episode a while ago, but I'm slow and usually don't go to the movies until like people cajole me into it or <laughs> pay, for them, pay, pay for them for me, which is how I saw Justice League. Uh, thank you, Dad. And um, Ragnarok, I thought, was really funny. 
Um, I really liked the 80s feel to it. Um, I liked the music. I liked just like the design of it. I thought Hella was boring. Yeah, she was kind of boring. Hella was boring. And um, she had like the same three expressions on her face like the whole movie. And I was like, you look like you literally just like walked out of a like Sleeping with Sirens like concert. <laughs> I was like, this is a little too much for me. Um, Carl Urban, I forgot, was in that movie. And so he was like a really weird like shoehorn in there. And I was mm. like, oh, Carl Urban, you're bald. I was like, <laughs> didn't really know what to expect from that. I The biggest, funniest thing I think I took away from that was um, Jeff Goldblum's character yes. was one, fantastic. But two, I've never actually heard anybody that I've talked about Ragnarok with or that I've seen online called Jeff Goldblum's character by its actual name. I've just heard them refer to it as Jeff Goldblum yep. as if it's just Jeff Goldblum in Thor 3. Yeah. Which, Jeff like, Goldblum just ended up on an alien planet and he's like, but like honestly, my like, arena. <laughs> that, that would be a Jeff Goldblum thing to do, yep. like quite honestly. And I just thought that he was, he was used to the best of his abilities. Um, there were a couple of times though where, and I know I said this before the episode started, there were a couple of times where I thought that like, the humor kind of went a little over the top, like, to the point where I was like, okay, like, you really should have been serious here, and, like, you weren't. Yeah. Particularly the one scene that stuck out to me was where um, Valkyrie and uh, um, Mark Ruffalo's – Mark Ruffalo, not Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Bruce are on the helicarrier, and he's like, oh, you want to know why you're so familiar or, or why I'm so familiar? Like, just watch. And he, like, <laughs> jumps and <laughs> – Face plants on like the bridge to the Bifrost, and I was like, "That's stupid." I was like, "That's dumb." Like yeah. I didn't even giggle. I was like, "That would kill you as a human being," which like I think it implied like it kind of did like break his neck or something like that. But like he can't die because he's because he's the a Hulk. Hulk. So like whatever. But I was just like, "Oh, that could have been like your one like cool like real big like takeaway like I don't know like mm-hmm. Thor coming out of nowhere and just like trashing Fenris." Um, so, like, I don't know, back and forth, I was like, meh. Um, it's also kind of back and forth with, like, we trust Loki. We don't trust Loki. <laughs> we trust Loki. We don't trust Loki. And I was like, okay. I was like, eh. Also, somebody pointed out to me that uh, Loki looks like Tommy Wiseau from The Room. Yeah. Which made me lose my absolute mind, like, halfway through. Like, my roommate leaned over to me. like And, like, it was, like, Loki coming up to Thor, and she just leans over to me, and she goes, Oh, hi, Mark. And I was like, I was just in my seat, like, <laughs> gasping for air. I was like... I did not destroy Asgard. I did, I not. did not destroy Asgard. I did not hit her. I did not. Like, ugh, it was too much. Too much. Um, But yeah, no. And did then, you like Korg? Because I did. Korg was... Korg was really funny. And I was... I lost it with the Meek thing at the end yeah. where Thor was like, Meek, where's your home world? Where are we going? And he's like, oh, Meek's dead. I've just been carrying him around. I felt kind of bad. I was like, Taika Waititi, I love you. He's alive. Wait, no, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. He's still dead. He's oh, dead. my God. I was like, I thought that was Taika Waititi. And, like, I, like, looked it up halfway through the movie. My roommate started, like, hitting me. She's like, stop looking up the ending of the movie because I'm really bad at doing that. Um, but, yeah, no, he was that part. And when he, when Loki appears in the little arena and is, like, talking to Thor, and he's, like, the astral mm-hmm. projection, and Korg just comes up out of nowhere and tries to, like, sidekick him. He's like, he's like, get out of here, Spectre. Get <laughs> Piss out off, here. ghost. Piss off, ghost. And I, like, lost my mind. I thought that was so funny. I don't know why. Um, but, yeah, no, just, I've been watching that. I started The Punisher, and then because The Punisher is, like, 
little too like grim dark like kind of some episodes or some scenes like leave me feeling a bit a wee bit depressed mm. um i've been like intermittently like power running the mighty morphin power rangers on Good. netflix um uh, just for a little also it's like a distressor from the fact that like all of the exams and tests and quizzes and just like wrapping everything up um before the ending of the semester uh before the ending of this break um yeah no I remembered how cheesy it was, but I guess I didn't really, really remember how cheesy it was. And then you watch it, it again, and it hits you like a truck. And you're yeah, like, oh, it hits me like a truck. Oh um, but also, like, all the characters are just, like, really adorable, and I love them, especially Billy. Billy is so cute. And then, like, I didn't realize until later, like, because I was looking up, I was like, oh, I wonder, like, Power Rangers, where are they now? One, the dude who plays the Red Ranger, like, retired from acting and went to go be a paramedic. So, like, imagine you're in a car crash and the freaking Red Ranger pulls you <laughs> out of your wreck and is like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm here to help you. Like, who would Ranger. believe you? Like, honestly, like, I was thinking about that. Like, who in God's name would believe you if you got into a car accident and the Red Power Ranger saved you? Yeah. Like, nobody. The, they, gre- the Green Ranger went to go do MMA for a little bit. Yeah. Can you no, imagine stepping in the ring against the Green the Ranger? The Green Ranger. Like, I just oh, like, no. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Please don't stick Zordon on me. Um... But yeah, no, and then, like, I read, so I was, like, reading everybody's thing, um, and then it got, like, really sad, because apparently, like, the girl who played Trini died in a car crash, Mm -hmm. like, uh, and the guy who played Billy stuck around for, like, um, like, the Power Rangers franchise, like, serving as, like, a mentor and stuff like that, and blah, 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 and then, like, he, like, randomly left during one of the seasons, I think it was, like, some random season, like, I was too old to watch and, like, don't care about now, um, But, like, he left because apparently, like, he's gay and was, like, bullied on set for his sexuality. And I was like, oh, I was like, David, yes, no. I was like, Billy. But so that was real sad. It was real happy. Then it got real sad. And then I just went back to watching. Have you seen the new one yet? Uh, No, I haven't. I'm still, I haven't been able to find a torrent of it. And I've been looking for it. And I'm probably just going to bite the bullet and, like, use my dad's family video card when I go home and just rent it. Um, cause I really still want to see where you were talking about of like, yeah, it's just that montage of them running across a nondescript field, like yeah. morphing into like, with the go, go power Rangers in the background with the Zords running. It's like the same shot, only it looks better. Oh my That's God. Amazing. It doesn't look like Bandai toys, like no. just rolling around on a carpet. Um, also the word that I've picked up now from, uh, the nineties power Rangers is, uh, and I'm going to start using it. I swear to God, I swear on my life more phenomenal. Okay. Where they were like, it's like every episode I didn't notice it at first, and then I noticed it where Billy was like, Yeah, you guys, that's more phenomenal. I thought and you were I was gonna like, say morphitudinous. Morphitudinous like, <laughs> too, but like, oh, that's more phenomenal. And I was like, that's horrible, but it's so I'm bad I'm gonna use it. Like, so my my boyfriend's known that I've been watching it and I've been like kind of watching it like while he'll be like around or I will be, be like cooking dinner. And I'll just like he'll be talking to me about his day or whatever, and I'll be like, Oh, that's more phenomenal, babe. And he'll be like, Please stop talking. <laughs> Just don't ever open up your mouth again. It's like, uh, that's that's fair. So, but in the interest of time, in the interest of me going on and on, and also in the interest of us preemptively discussing Punisher prior to when we're supposed to, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Steve, do you want to take it away? Yeah, sure. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Raving Geeks. You can find us on iTunes at uh, Central Michigan Life Podcasts. We're in there with a lot of other podcasts. There's one about conspiracy stuff. There's one about wrestling. There's one about sports. 
There's one about news, all Implying sorts of cool stuff. wrestling isn't sports. Like but... pro wrestling. Like there's like a well, there's a WWE. Ringmasters, Area yeah. 51, unsportsmanlike conduct, maroon and bold. Make sure you check us out there. Um, we also can be found on Facebook at the Raving Geeks, or also we are posted uh, every Tuesday on the Central Michigan Life Facebook page. Make sure you check us out there. Um, until next time, though, you guys, you can find us here. Same bat time, same bat channel.